Do you feel like the ag sector is misunderstood by the general public? I would say here in Manitoba, probably not. I, I feel that the urban community doesn't quite understand what it takes to put food on their plate. And then just, again, helping them understand where their food comes from. Right. And that in order for the population to be fed, we ha- like we got to mass produce stuff like bacon just doesn't show up magically (laughs) no no it doesn't (laughs) interesting i learned something new today i want to chat with women in agriculture to hear their perspectives and to learn from them and the very first person that came to mind when i was thinking about this was carrie plett welcome carrie plett well thank you for having me on i I'm very it's, uh, glad. It's my pleasure. I'm I'm very glad to have you here. Um, Carrie, tell me a little bit about where you are, what you guys do. We are in the southeast corner of Manitoba, so three miles south of Grunthal Auction Mart is where we call home. Okay, and so what kind of farm, or do we, we call have, it a ranch? Like, what do we I, call this? I would this? say we are like a, not a full-on ranch, but we got about 50 head of cattle so we do some beef we're involved with horses and we also own a commercial liquid manure hauling company as well as a custom haying business okay so how how do what do we call you then like you say it's a whole lot of agriculture Right. So so when I refer to where you live, I'm like, do I say you live on the farm, you live on the ranch? What what do you refer to it as? Well, as far as land ownership goes, we have 40 acres of land we own and we don't own anything outside of that. So I, I always say we own more steel than we do land. Like our equipment okay. far surpasses in value as far as, yeah, okay. Okay. value goes. But we have 40 acres, so we are a farm. We're in agriculture. Okay. Oh, okay. So you just say, hey, we're in agriculture. Mm-hmm. Covers all the bases. Yep. So cattle is your main focus as opposed to being grain farmers. Yeah. No. Yeah. We don't, we don't uh, plant. We don't, yeah, we don't have any land that we, that is workable. Okay. So I have a question here already that we didn't discuss. Liquid manure. Explain this to me. <laughs> it is liquid gold. <laughs> so in Southeast Manitoba, there's many hog barns, dairies, and uh, we transport the manure from the lagoons via truck and sort of like a frack tank. And we transfer it onto the field to a um, tractor and a big tank, and then they incorporate it into the ground with a manure tank. And then that gets spread. So you are the conduit. Uh, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is. It sounds like a smelly job. Carrie. It is. It is smelly, but it's the smell of money, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that you refer to it as liquid gold. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Natural fertilizer. Yes. yes. <laughs> what is the best part about uh, being an egg? I would say the the freedom that we have to kind of, like, there's nobody telling us what we can and can't do. Yes, we are, there's there's laws that we have to abide by as far as how many animals we can have on our land, mm-hmm. um, but we are self-employed, and it is our job to do, to get the job done 
good and get the job done right and quick and then on to the next. So, yeah, we really like having that freedom of freedom. time and we can spend time with our family. My husband and I, my husband Chad and I aren't, you know, we're not stuck in an office. We're not away from the home. We're like, you know, like our hours are all over the place, but mm-hmm. we always end the day here at home. Right. You're together. Mm-hmm. And and your kids are involved with you as well? Yes, they are. Yep. Okay. Tell me about your kids. How many, how many do you got running around there? Um, we have four gr- children, three girls and a boy. Um. Uh, one girl has already flown the coop and mm-hmm. has started her own family, and they're in the Morden area on a grain farm, so they are in agriculture. And my second daughter is graduated and went to college and is working as a massage therapist, and then I've got two teenagers at home. Okay, so you're spread out throughout all those lovely areas of parenting. Yes, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of like... I'm in the sad stage right now watching my children go grow and I'm like, oh, it's only going to be, it's going to go so fast. But I, I am fortunate that they are still here at home and want to be involved. Right. And I love that aspect that um, living on the farm, it's the, the family, it's a family thing. It's oh, not absolutely. just, uh, you yes, know. I could not do it by myself. Could not. <laughs> yeah. So that would be another good part mm-hmm. of, of farming. What would be, um, you know, like, the worst or the hardest part? For me personally mm-hmm. is all the jobs that have to be taken care of, you know, like the, the role of a housewife, the role of a businesswoman. I have to take care of the bookwork and, you know, dealing with the financial side of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not so much um, a laborer out in the field. We have employees for that and workers, so they deal with the equipment side of things, but it's it definitely is a balancing act and just managing time management. Absolutely. Mm. Got to keep track of that and make sure everybody's fed and everybody's got clothes to wear. And <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a big job. I, I bet. And finding the time and separating it out because when you go outside to, you know, whatever care for the horses, it's hard to, uh, to, not be able to go do that because you have to go do book work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 We, gotta, we all have 24 hours a day, so we just got to make sure that we're making the most out of our time. Right, right. What kind of misconceptions do you see out there about farming? Or do you see misconceptions? Um, because I'm, like, I'm not too connected with the urban world because mm-hmm. of the farming is kind of all I know, right? Right. Like, I do know that there are communities and groups of people that don't know where their eggs come from. They come from the grocery store. Well, (laughs) that's not the case. A chicken has to lay the egg. I don't know what came first. (laughs) Yeah. But... (laughs) (laughs) The eternal question. The eternal, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, there is a farm that has produces eggs, you know. Yeah. And just... And making that connection um, locally here, like for me, it would be the closest town, Grunthal. I would say knows where their stuff comes from, Steinbach, and then Winnipeg would be our closest city. Right. Yeah. Right. And just making that connection. Do you feel like the ag sector is misunderstood? 
by the general public? Um, I would say here in Manitoba, probably not. But I would say like the bigger, I would say the bigger companies, like you hear about the protesting and animal cruelty and the, you know, the big corporate farms and they're like bad. But I, I feel that the urban community doesn't quite understand what it takes to put food on their plate and then just, you know, and just, again, helping them understand where their food comes from. Right. And that in order for the population to be fed, we, like, we got to mass produce stuff. Like, bacon just doesn't show up magically. (laughs) No? No, it doesn't. (laughs) Interesting. I learned something new today. Okay. Have you grown up on a farm your whole life, Carrie? I grew up on, like, I was born in Alberta, and then I grew up on, in a small town south of Winnipeg in Altona on seven acres. So it was a hobby farm. My parents both worked outside of the home, and we had cows and horses, but very small. But, okay. yeah, I've always been around animals. Right. So it's not unfamiliar territory no. to you. Mm-hmm. How long has uh, Plett cattle been in existence? Um... I would say, well, we've been here for about 14 years in the Grunthal area and kind of on and off, always had cattle, but I would say it's been going on five years now where we've maintained a herd of 50 head of cattle. Okay. And was it everything you thought it was going to be when you started Plett Cattle? Um, oh, no. Yeah. Like it doesn't, yeah, I sometimes when you, at the end of the day, when you ship calves, you like, oh, you just say to yourself, oh, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) we're just doing this for the fun of it like it's just you know as far as profit margins go in that there's so like you got to be on top of you know what you're feeding your cows and like bull selection and there's just so much to go into making sure that calf goes makes it and sells well and then you're at the mercy of what the markets are doing in fall or whenever you do sell your calves Right. You know, I, in having conversations with you and seeing things you post on social media and other people who are in farming, um, just renewed awakening to the concept that there's more science and education that goes into this than what we maybe are generally led to believe. Yeah. Yeah. We don't just plop a bale in there and say, okay, well, we'll see you later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's, uh, do you see, so in that period of time that you've been doing this, have you seen changes due to technology or, or not? Not so much with beef producing, not, right. no, no, like we're, you know, you still have to make sure that your, your herd health is up to snuff. So we're in good relationship with a, a veterinarian that comes and, you know, we do our vaccinations, we do all our dot our I's and cross our T's as Mm -hmm. far as having a healthy herd. Right. And so I like having a healthy herd. This is what we do to have a healthy herd. Mm -hmm. I like it. What uh, has been one of the biggest, who has been one of the biggest influences in your life? Who? I would say my husband. He's so inspiring and like he's the one, he's the driver behind all this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's the one who said, Kate, we're going to do this and we're going to into cattle and as far as business goes, he's yeah, he's definitely the the one that holds it all together. Hmm. 
Did you have uh, a, a, any hesitancy when he said, okay, this is where I think we should go? <laughs> he's the entrepreneur, entrepreneur in the family. He's okay. definitely the... He's always seeing 10 miles ahead of the road, and I'm looking behind saying, we're, how are we going to pay for this? Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah. so I guess we balance each other out, right? Yeah. That's that's the beauty of partnership and the beauty of marriage. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, a police officer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Can I, yeah. Carrie, I know you a little bit, <laughs> and um, that does not surprise me. Um, I went, I think right out, was in grade 12, I went on a, like a ridership program with uh-huh. the RCMP. There was an RCMP officer that was into horses, and I think we went riding together, and then we just kind of, there was some kind of mentorship program going on at that time, and I'm like, oh, this is what I want to do. And then life happens, and then I would say about 15, 16 years ago, I applied for the Winnipeg Police Service, and then life got in the way again and said, nope, I want you to go, like, this, like I want you to take this road, not this yeah. road. So my place is here at home now. <laughs> right. You, you police cattle. I police cattle, and I make darn sure they do their job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that isn't surprising. You would have made a good police officer, Carrie, I think. <laughs> I really think you would have, but I'm glad you are where you are. Yes, me too. Yeah. What is something that you would tell your 22-year-old self or, you know, 21-year-old self? Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. That's a crazy thought. <laughs> I That's that's like, yeah, over 20-some years ago. I don't know. Slow down? Slow down. Why do you say slow down? I don't know. Like, it was this going, like, I wanted, I guess I thought I knew everything, right? Hmm. But I don't. I still don't know everything. Right. Yeah, but just slow down and just enjoy enjoy the journey. Don't wish away everything. That's right. Okay, slow down. I can take that and I can add that to my life right now. <laughs> what would a full day off look like for you where you could do whatever it is that you wanted to do? Well, yesterday was kind of a full day off. Like yesterday we had like a nasty wind kind of blow through our yard and uh-huh. shelter blew down and whatever. So we just kind of... And also, our Wi-Fi tower blew down, too, so we had, like, we just had to sit and visit. (laughs) (laughs) It was forced time off. Yeah, that was time off. It was a good day off, yeah. Okay, so just, like, just being together, that's Mm -hmm. what a good day off would look like to you. So the shelter that blew down, now you're having to build a new shelter? Oh, yeah. Cleanup will begin soon, yeah. Oh, yeah, you speak of it as just, huh, it's just part of what life is. Yeah, exactly. I like your reaction. It didn't need to be there anyway, I suppose. <laughs> it was helpful. It just took itself down. Exactly. All right. Awesome. How has the pandemic impacted life on the ranch, on the farm? We haven't really seen it just on our home base. You know, like I still go out and get groceries. Like I'm the one that's in the public the most, I would right. say. And so I would say I'm the one that has to, like, you know, march to the tune of they put your mask on and, you know, running errands. Um, But here at home, we don't really notice it, no, because we are socially distanced. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not around a lot of people. Right. Okay. It just, I guess, I guess the most part sucks is just, um, 
going to events, um, the kids' sports would probably be the mega thing that has hit hard for the kids. Right. But me as an adult and our farm, it doesn't really affect us, but it has affected the children a lot. Right. Yeah. I, I know uh, you guys host events. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. uh, tell me about the events you guys host. Uh, so we do a couple of clinics with our horses and team roping. So when we are allowed to, again, we have team roping events here. And Okay, yep. explain team roping events to those of us who maybe don't know what that is. It is a rodeo event. So you have two horses and then you have a steer. So it's mimicking um, a working situation on a ranch where a cowboy has to go let's say a doctor, a steer, so you rope the horns and then you rope the heels and then you can go administer your drugs or whatever you need to Mm -hmm. and then you release the animal. So we have turned that into a sport and to see who can do it the fastest. Okay, so it's a timed event. It is a timed event, yeah. Are you seeing an increased interest in team roping? Oh, it's quite big. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, yes, it's quite. Like as you go west or in the States, it's huge, huge, huge. Okay, but are you seeing an increased interest here in the southeast as you guys host more of these events? Mm, I would say, you know, it's always kind of stayed, I think, the, around the same number okay. over the past 10 or so years. I could be wrong, but but there's quite a few team ropers in okay. the area. Okay, do you yourself participate in the events? Uh, no, I, we, me and the girls barrel race, but I, no, I don't, I don't team rope. Okay, so... Everything's kind of hit a pause right now <clears throat> in regards to those sorts of events. Yep. Um, plans to participate this summer if things are open? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll still enter barrel racing. It's like there won't be any rodeos because of the communities and stuff. But right. That definitely there'll be individual events like team roping, barrel racing, okay, and so whatever else. Like there will be other equine events. Right. Will be happening in Manitoba. Okay. Okay. So, like, there would just be a one-off, hey, this is a barrel racing day? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there are, like, there's, um, Selkirk would have one. I believe Hanover Egg is going to be having one. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're just a weekly, it's called this a weekly jackpot where you go to. Oh, okay. And you pay your entry fee and then you race and then hopefully you can win some money. There you go. Do you spend time practicing, or now is it just like, hey, this is innate, I'm just going to go? Uh, we are still riding our horses and making sure they're prepared to compete, yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, uh, when you were mentioning earlier, during the pandemic, you are the one that goes and gets all the groceries and stuff. Um, are you seeing grocery prices increasing? I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And so when, uh, you know, in the last year and a half, the whole shop local movement has really kind of taken off. It sure uh, has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see an increased interest in people wanting to uh, purchase beef straight from the producer? Yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Definitely. Yeah. And like even I've noticed what's the biggest jump has been like dairy products like cheese has gone up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so it is, yeah, to get to get people to the farms buying buying their their homegrown products is is becoming a lot more popular, and just knowing where your food comes from. 
right? Mm-hmm. The fewer hands that have touched it, yes, the better. Yes. Yeah. So if I wanted to come buy a side of beef from Plet Cattle, what does that look like? What's the process like? Um, we bring we bring the steer to a um, licensed abattoir so that they are like they are government expe- inspected, mm-hmm. and we get the meat cut and wrap there, bring it back. And then you can, we either deliver or you can come buy, okay. buy beef here. Awesome. So in the wintertime, I remember talking to you, asking you how you deal with uh, the cattle, livestock in extreme cold temperatures. How does that uh, play out in extreme heat temperatures? Is there, is there concerns there similar to the wintertime? Uh, you just have to make sure they have a good source of water and they're, like, again, we give them uh, free choice mineral and you just have to ensure that there's salts in there. So they're getting their electrolytes. Right. So fresh water would probably be number one. Right. Yeah. And they're, all the cattle are grazing grass right now. So right. Yeah, they're all happy campers. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Do you have, okay, so I grew up, my grand, one of my grandfathers had a ranch. I remember spending time with the, the salt squares. Okay. Salt blocks. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember licking them. <laughs> I think that's a I rite of passage. Anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I, it, right? Is that not a rite of passage for kids it living on the be. ranch? Yeah, you just, got, you ha- you just have to. Yeah. Right? You, you share a salt block with yep. the cattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that gives me a little bit of chills right now, but, yep. you know, whatever. Probiotics. There you go. Yep. There Now we're swinging it. There yep. we Okay. I like that. I like that. When you are driving the truck or the tractor, what are you listening to? Um, well, I'm in my truck a lot, and I'm just listening to mostly, like, everything. <laughs> my kids don't like listening to anything. They tell me, just, Mom, leave it on one station, and I'm like, I can't. You're the teenager in the car. I am, yep. Interesting. Yep. Carrie, I know that you are in leadership within the egg world with the women... Manitoba Women in Food and Agriculture. Tell me a little bit about this, because I know I learned about it from seeing you uh, share it on social media. Yeah, it's MWAF. So yeah, it's Manitoba Women in Agriculture and Food. Right. And uh, Laura Lazo is the facilitator, and she is just connecting uh, women in agriculture within Manitoba and just, you know, bringing people, women together and just for to educate the public about women and egg. Right. Yeah. You see a you big... You can find them on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You see a big value in this. Yes. Yeah. I, I really like connecting with other people that, you know, maybe aren't necessarily on a farm, but they are, you know, they're make, producing honey, well, I guess a food or they're you know have an office job or whatever i i really i really um like connecting with other people right right so you're creating a community outside of your close close community you've got Mm -hmm. a community across the province yep awesome what is your one wish for as we make you know we have half of 2021 left what would be a, a big wish or dream for you um, for hockey to open up and for kids to play without masks. That would be a good wish. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm-hmm. Boom. 
Thank you so much for your time, Carrie. This was very enlightening. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. So I re- really, really appreciate it. It was good chatting.